1: All right, welcome. It is Bowerly and Bellavia on radio, 930 WBEN uh, doing the marathon today. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Tom Puckett uh, takes over 6 until 7 with Buffalo's Evening News. Uh, We had a caller earlier uh, asking uh, or basically warning about possibilities of roof collapse uh, with all of the snow that we've had. And joining us right now from William C. Rott & Son, we have Dan Rott. Dan, thanks so much uh, for joining us. And what is your level of concern about roof collapse? given the snow that we've all experienced.
2: Thank you, Tom. I appreciate uh, you calling. Um, uh, Roof
1: collapse itself actually I think
2: is relatively low. I I was actually surprised to hear that uh, West Seneca has gotten, what, over six feet of snow? they of got roofs, Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I think most of the roofs were designed to handle... Oh, I don't know, four to five ton for an average house, you know. But at the same time, I've been on roofs where uh, the snow has been five feet deep. And uh, there have been some cracked rafters, drywall. Um, I have actually seen an addition uh, way down in um, see, Angola. I'm trying to remember the street where an addition did collapse. Uh, Overall, you know, the whole thing collapsing in, I think, is relatively small. But there are a couple things that are concerned, especially with the amount of metal roofs they have nowadays. I, I was actually doing a roof um, for Smith Boys, uh, the big marina in North Tonawanda, $50,000 metal roof. And I actually did the siding on it 40 years ago. And one of my guy, guys go, well, what are we going to do about the snow uh, sliding off that thing? Well, I did the math on it, and um, the guess, guess what the weight of uh, a foot or two of snow sliding off? Now, this is a monster building. Uh, but guess what the weight of a snow falling off one side would be?
1: Uh, 100 tons?
2: Uh, it was actually about 10 tons. Oh, which, all right. Uh, no, you know what? I'm wrong. It was more like 20 tons. Uh, it wouldn't take much snow at all. And 20 tons comes down the weight of, what, three F-260s? Uh, Somebody walking in the building. And, uh, you know, so uh, plus I think you and I might have discussed before of uh, gutters coming down and uh, totaling cars from the ice.
1: Dan what can people what can people do to uh, to mitigate the dangers just uh, hope hope and pray that their roof uh, stays intact i mean i'd hate to think of people getting up on a roof and shoveling snow off that just sounds like a dangerous enterprise all the way around
2: yeah that's exactly correct Tom. um you know we're a little frustrated here with a volume of snow i mean our we were banned from even driving to our office yesterday um uh, needless to say this Guys do not want to climb on the roof in this weather unless they're paid a lot of money. (laughs) And even at that, you know, our experienced guys, you know, uh, a a lot of the guys just don't want to do it because it's it's, uh, pretty risky when it keeps snowing and snowing like this
1: so even if the experienced guys don't want to do it then uh, i mean certainly uh the inexperienced guy, people should not even think about doing it dan rott is with us on the trocare college wben live line so uh based on your knowledge base uh what is the best advice you can give people who are concerned uh, about their roofs and the snow on top of them
2: well uh we are actually still doing some work we uh we did actually uh, I had a customer we were going to do a repair for, um, and then uh, almost a whole front of the roof blew off. So we came in uh, a day or two later and tarped the whole front. But then when the blizzard hit with, what, 60-some-mile-an-hour winds, it ripped off our tarp. So then we had to go back again (laughs) retarp re-tarp it. Uh, So um, we are, you know, Doing the work, uh, tarping, doing repairs. You know, we go nonstop. Um, we have seven family members and a lot more workers than that. Uh, so, um, you know, we're we're trying, but honestly, this this weather has really put a, a serious damper on what we can get done. And yeah, uh, I don't recommend anybody risk their life uh, going up on a roof. You know, the insurance company is going to cover any damage or most of it anyhow, so why, uh, you know, why risk your life?
1: Uh, good good words of advice. Uh, how do you feel about those heating coils that David Bellavia brought up earlier?
2: Uh, well, there's pros and cons to them. Um, there have been certain situations. Uh, I've done, we've done a lot of roofs for doctors who had these really fancy roofs and their bed pockets, you know, without good drainage and, uh, you know, it was just, of course, honestly, back years and years ago, we didn't have the material that we have today. The stuff uh, we have today is unbelievably re- reliable. I mean, it's like a quantum leap over anything else anybody else uses. It is a little pricey, uh, but um, probably one of the common things that happens with the heating wires is number one, the electric bill goes up, number two, um, people forget to turn them on. Uh, Three, they'll turn them on after the ice is formed, which will make the problem much worse, and then, um, uh, you know, they don't last forever. So, uh, you know, in certain situations, actually, you know what I think uh, the heating wires are the most effective, actually, is in downspouts and maybe the gutter. (laughs) But, you know, the clips on the roof, you know, are going to damage it, you know, so um, we actually put snow clips on smith boy's roof to keep all that weight of snow from killing somebody but you know i you've probably seen the volume of metal roofs that are much smaller on houses but you know i i did a few years ago i i, I got worried about suffocating in the snow that i fell into
1: mm. well dan uh, uh... Yeah. Dan Rott, thank you uh, very much uh, for joining us on the here College WBEN Live Line. Uh, appreciate you uh, joining us and sharing your wealth of uh, expertise with us uh, on the radio. Thank you, Dan Rott. Let's move on now, David, to uh, a fellow for whom we put out the call, Rich McNamara, who is the treasurer of the Erie County Federation of Snowmobile Clubs. Uh, Rich, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, appreciate your time. And uh, David and I have some questions for you about this uh, memorandum of understanding issue.
3: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Nice to be here.
1: Where where does the when did this uh, uh, whole process begin of uh, the memorandum of understanding and dealing with the insurance companies? Uh, has this been going on for months, or is this something that was a last minute thought?
3: You no know, uh the federation met with erie county homeland back in january and february we had a couple meetings uh, there was talk about uh, getting an mou going and then uh, we didn't hear anything until probably september early october uh once there was a lot of um talk about the co- upcoming uh, winter with the snow and everything and what happened last year and then we received uh, one The first one draft was probably in October, middle. Uh, Our people looked at it, sent it back. We received our second draft uh, probably mid-December. And as of uh, 20 minutes ago, I called in. uh, We have not received anything back from the insurance company or their attorneys.
1: Are you expecting resolution of this anytime soon?
3: I expect that we'll get a... Back from our insurance company and lawyers, and we'll probably get some more um, markup, and then we'll have to send it back up to the county, and I'm guessing another one to three times of redrafting to get this approved and get it uh, taken care of. So, So, Rich, let's say
4: that let's just say that this happened right after the storm. When did the first conversation of an MOU? When was that? We know about August and and our story on wbn.com, but. What was what happened from right after the storm to the first sit down with Erie County?
3: Um, first sit down was January, mid January. Second one was I think January fourth, uh, February fourteenth, and then we haven't heard anything until this past September. So we, you know, there was probably six, seven, eight months that could have been work at an MOU, but nothing ever um, came of it.
1: So, I mean, I get the feeling that uh, when the county executive talked about, uh, I think it was the county executive, when he talked about uh, a partnership uh, with your federation, he might have been jumping the gun a little bit. He might have been premature.
3: Uh, partnership we're working on trying to you know, resolve, but is there something in there signed? No.
1: In, in this storm, have uh, any of your people been called out to uh, bring about any rescues of stranded motorists?
3: Um, nothing on the uh, county-wide or on the local-wide. I checked with all the clubs in the last uh, 48 hours about
1: that. Rich McNamara is the treasurer of the uh, Federation of uh, Erie County Snowmobile Clubs on News Radio 930 WBEN. David?
4: I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of of if there's blame. I mean, look, insurance companies, that's going to take forever. Anyone who's done a a homeowner's, you know, you try to file a claim, it's it's going to take a while. Outside of that, is there anything that that the county, if the county wanted to have this done, could they have sped this up to make this happen? Was this a priority? Did you feel that this was a priority by emergency managers in Erie County?
3: Um, Realistically, I don't think it was a priority until late August into September when the uh, news reports were out there. Right, when the media started um, That's when it started coming uh, to life.
4: So God forbid we had uh, this oscillating storm turned into the second storm of the brand new century and, and and we needed uh, snowmobiles to get out there of all the lessons we've learned. You would still been on your own, your own liability going out there, rescuing people like you did in December of 22.
3: Yes, we have no problems on our club and on the other clubs. We've talked about it. Um, You know, there's always liability you got to worry about. you got equipment that's very expensive. You have to maintain. You have to get fuel. But, you know, when time comes, we're there to help, just like last year.
1: That uh, big snow grooming machine you have that will go over pretty much uh, anything and everything, has that been pressed into service at all this storm?
3: Um, actually, just with all the snow, we've had all three of our groomers uh, were out last night. Prepping the trails, uh, you know, up in Clarence and Newstead, we got about a foot of snow. So going through all the trails, a lot of down trees from the wind uh, over the weekend. And uh, our trails opened up this morning at 8 a.m. Uh,
1: for people who wish to uh, recreate in the snow, I mean, uh, for most of us, it's a giant pain in the butt. But for you guys, this has got to be uh, a blessing as well as the skiers and the ski resorts.
3: It is heaven. I mean, out in Clarence, a couple of park spots, we got dozens of pickup trucks and trailers, and everybody's out there enjoying themselves.
1: Rich, uh, where are you right now, and uh, what's the weather doing?
3: I am on Kensington, come up to Harlem. Um, Snowing, visibility probably a half a mile, and looks like a couple inches on the ground. That's fairly new.
1: And how how is the uh, driving on the snow? I mean, uh, it's been described as a sugary snow.
3: It's 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 very slippery. You're going in the turns. Uh, you gotta be. You'll slow down. You'll kind of skid through the turns. Uh, but it's uh, a little slippery. Uh,
4: Sounds Rich like McNamara. Buffalo.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, David, anything else yeah. from you?
4: No, I'm I'm glad we got that update. We got the story on wbn.com. We urge you to check it out, but. Again, we we've been, you know, there's been a lot of positives to focus on, lessons learned, but there's also some some realism and there's been some things that I don't think we've really cleaned up all that well. So in the era of, you know, to, to be call balls and strikes will we'll compliment the good, but we still want to criticize the bad. I don't think we'd even be here talking about a partnership with snowmobiles and the county unless people were clamoring for that to uh, be arranged and it's arranged through a memorandum of understanding and that hasn't been finalized and we're just reporting on on what's happening
1: Well, Richard Hackumar, you 100%. Thank, you, thank you very much uh, for joining us on news radio 930 wben we uh, certainly appreciate uh, your time uh, and a very uh, a safe drive to wherever it is you're going
3: thank you very much and if i find something out about the mou i will get, get in touch with you guys
1: you certainly have the number uh you've had our number for a yep. long time uh rich mcnamara joining us on news radio 930 wbn and uh, rich actually is the father of uh, one of our former uh, members of the odyssey buffalo family caitlin mcnamara uh, as she was known back then and uh, her wonderful pitbull remy uh, it is uh, Bowerly and Bellavia on News Radio 930 WBEN. We need to take a break, and we're also uh, imminently awaiting a news update, uh, conditions update from the city of Buffalo. Stay with us on News Radio 930 WBEN.
5: We get it. Attention
4: spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
1: Appropriate that we have music from the band. Can't get it? On News Radio 930 WBEN, it is Bowerly and Bellavia with you. We're awaiting a, a news conference from City Hall. We will go to that news conference as quickly as we can. Uh, in the meantime, we'll take calls from you on the uh, storm uh, or storms of January of 2024. Let's go to Emily in uh, Chittawaga. David, Emily, you are on WBEN. Welcome.
6: Hi, Tom. Hi, David. How are you both? Good. Good. I have a suggestion. Earlier today you said if you have a suggestion, call in. Well, you know, with the Buffalo Bills Stadium and they offered $20 an hour to shovel the stadium out, they got a number of people. Well, as older folks living in the different areas who live in our own homes try to find somebody, I'd be more than happy to pay somebody $20 an hour to come and shovel out my driveway, sidewalks, or whatever, can't find dear, anybody. We, I, I need
1: I need to interrupt you, and I want you to stay on hold because we need to get to the news conference uh, from uh, Buffalo City officials, which is coming up presently, and uh, I will tell you that I, I wish there was such a service out there um, in the interim. I would suggest getting very close to your neighbors. I have a wonderful neighbor who takes care of me and uh, some friends who live very, very close by who are able to take care of uh, things that... Uh, I really should not be doing at this point. Uh, it is uh, 236 at News Radio 930 WBEN. W- and uh, Tanner, any update on the uh, news conference and uh, its imminent availability? Just speaking with. All right, we're almost there. Uh, Tanner Saunders working his magic behind the glass on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. So stay with us. Uh, and I hated to interrupt Emily, but uh, if there's nothing worse than interrupting a caller and then quickly introducing a news conference, I'd much rather uh, interrupt myself. David, uh, what are some of the questions you would like to hear asked at this news conference?
4: We got to do something about the uh, speed in which these uh, plows are working. Uh, there was some downtime. Look, at the whole point of the storm is it oscillates. It's a teeter-totter. It goes back and forth, back and forth.
1: Now let's go so, to the news conference. We have to go to the news conference from the city.
7: On the street, so a lot of heavy equipment, moving snow, clearing streets, hauling snow away. Uh, and with that, we're going to begin an operation this evening that I wanted to explain, that we wanted to explain. I'm joined by a few other groups here. A coordinated effort tonight at 8, starting at 8 p.m. to clear the streets of those hardest-hit areas in, uh, in the city Town, South Buffalo, Old First Ward, everything below uh, the southern part of the city that was hit the, uh, the hardest. So a combined effort between police, DPW, and parking to really do a street-by-street, full clear from curb to curb of those areas. So what you'll see tonight, starting at 8 p.m., an operation that will run this evening, overnight, and into tomorrow, a coordinated effort. Police will be involved, and I'll have Commissioner Grimalia explain that role in a little bit, but they'll be involved with traffic control, blocking streets. Uh, commissioner of parking ray wagner his team will be involved to mini tow vehicles off of a street so we'll have to get those vehicles off the street as soon as those vehicles are mini towed to real, to a location right around the corner the dpw will come in with our contractors contractors and clear the street curb to curb removing the snow at that point in time parking will bring the vehicle back onto the street and we will proceed to the next street we'll be doing that with two sets of teams Uh, working across again those affected areas, Kaisertown and South Buffalo uh, to work all the streets in the area. So the operation is geared at clearing the streets, getting that amount of snow off the streets. We've got to get it out now to prepare ourselves for the rest of winter. So an operation to clear the streets. So with that I'll turn it over to Commissioner right.
8: Thank you sir. (coughs) Uh, As Commissioner Martin said this is going to be a coordinated effort. Uh, Buffalo police officers, marked police vehicles will be out there assisting DPW in parking. That's going to consist of In the affected areas police officers shutting down streets blocking them at each end ensuring that uh, vehicles do not go down there and get in the way i please ask the cooperation patience from everybody do not try to get around the police officer if you live on that street you're just gonna have to park your car elsewhere walk down the sidewalk to get to your house if anybody is coming out of your home while your car is being mini towed uh, unfortunately there's a lot of uh, cars that are buried under several feet of snow and have been plowed in we certainly understand that that is uh, too much for a lot of people to shovel out. So a tow truck may be pulling your car out. If you see your car being pulled out, we are absolutely gonna let you take the car once it is safe to do so. You can drive that car out of there, but please do not run into the street. Do not run in front of the tow truck. Be mindful that there are very heavy pieces of equipment that are out there. You can get people's attention. There will be DPW supervisors that are out on foot. While around this equipment, you can certainly call out to, wave somebody down, the tow truck will allow you to take that car and get it off of the street. This is all being done in an effort to clear your street from curb to curb to get all of the snow out of there. We will be moving around in different parts of the city, so I just ask for compliance with the police officers, follow their direction, and don't get in the way of the equipment. Uh, We appreciate everybody's cooperation. This is going to go as smooth as we can possibly make it. And with that, I'd like to introduce Council President uh, Christopher Scanlon to come and talk a little further. Thank you. Thanks.
9: Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, first and foremost, I just I want to take a moment to thank the mayor and his administration for how they've addressed this snow event and everyone involved. Commissioner Martin, Commissioner Grimalia, the entire team. Um, really, the, the southern portion of the city, the amount of snow that it's been hit by has been borderline unbelievable to watch it just continue to fall. So the amount of work that they've done coordinating the, the private contractors, everyone coming in, it's really been a tremendous job that they've done. So I wanted to thank them. To the residents at home, I want to to ask for your continued patience, Um, not just with the snow removal, but as we move into this phase tonight of the mini-toes and things like that, ask for your continued patience. I know it's difficult to be cooped up at home. You want to get out, but it's not safe. Uh, There's a tremendous amount of snow, there's snow piled. It's not just a snow moving operation, as we've heard in the past, you know, it's a snow removal. So there's heavy pieces of equipment all over the southern portion of the city, so we don't want you out there in your car driving around or trying to get to your car when there's these heavy pieces of equipment around. Again, as the Commissioner Grimalia said, if you see someone starting to pull your car out tonight, come out, but be very careful as you come out and try and flag someone down and get your car. Um, otherwise, just try and be patient. Um, that we're going to continue to move these cars around, move the snow out, and get back to business as usual as soon as possible. So thank you.
10: Uh, parking Commissioner Wagner. just wanted to say a couple points. Um, outside of South Buffalo, Kaisertown, Lovejoy, and Old Forest First Ward, we will be um, enforcing parking, and please park in the throughout uh, the city in all the proper posted parking uh, areas. The other thing that I would like to announce is um, – we will be, uh, if you're using the wrap lots or the parking garages, that will um, be. We, we ask the residents to get the vehicles out of there by um, 12 p.m. on Saturday. And uh, finally, if we can't tow your vehicle back to uh, your street, we will have a list uh, that we will be providing to a district to let you know where the vehicle has been towed to, uh, if we have to tow it to a different location. Give you the number. Oh, yeah. And the number is 716. Uh, 716- eight five one four four one five again that's seven one six eight five one four four one five thank
7: you thanks, thanks commissioner uh, so again the goal tow the vehicles out uh, clear the street put them back again as the commissioner said if we're not able to get them back in place you'll be able to call and find those again this is about street clearing there will be no cost to the residents for this movement of the car that is at the city's expense again our goal is to get those streets cleared all the snow so with that, uh, we'll open up for a few questions. Will
11: there
12: be a list of streets that are going to
13: be affected, and how can people find that out? We're
7: working through those lists now, so it's not every street in those parts of the town, it's targeted streets, so um, we'll prepare. We're working with the uh, city engineer, Nolan Skipper, the commissioner, so we'll put a list together as soon as we can uh, to identify those, but as, as the operation starts in the evening, know that we'll be operating in Kaisertown, certainly in South Buffalo, so when you see the presence of the police on certain streets, you know, you'll um, you know it's coming. But uh, the the cars parked on both sides, you know, where we can't actually get in there and clear, is really the, the sign that your street's probably on the list.
8: You'll be doing this
7: throughout the Continuously. How long will it uh, take? Yeah. So we're we're gonna start at 8 p.m. tonight. It'll go through the evening hours. It'll go overnight hours, and we will continue tomorrow as well. Our goal is to move all the cars, clear as quickly as possible, get those cars back, and move on to the next street. So not every street is is impacted. So we're gonna hit those ones that are impacted. And certainly we've been clearing all the rest of the streets in the southern part of the city and across the city as well but um, we'll continue the operation until we've got every street taken care of. anyone else you don't have
4: the list set
6: right you said but what what would be the first part of home that you would start with
7: that you Kaiser know? kaisertown certainly i mean that's where we've seen the most of the impact the the parking set up there is where the most difficulty is we've driven those streets all of us have been down that area um, to, to access up and down those streets is really tough. So we've got to get the cars out, get it cleared, to allow any flow. Really, the rest of this storm, but the rest of winter as well. Good.
8: Commissioner, can you mention that if your car is being towed, it, there is no charge?
7: Yeah, no, I, I did reference that. So again, I'll repeat that for the residents: if if your car is towed off your street, put back in place, or even if it is not able to and put somewhere else, that is not a cost to the residents. Uh, that cost will be covered by the city. Uh, yeah again yeah and this and this operation is based in uh, the Kaisertown South Buffalo those areas that where we had suspended parking uh, that's really the focus of this operation where they were the hardest hit let
8: me just address the um, the mini tool one more time if your car has been mini towed, and it was not able as Commissioner uh, um, Wagner said if your car is not where you left it call the a district police station uh, try your best not to walk there. Don't put yourself in danger. Don't walk through the weather. Just call the station But be mindful there is going to be a little bit of a delay a lag in that list the list will be updated It will be uh, sent into our emergency operations center, which will then be fed to a district So give them a little time to research your car find out where it is and they will get that information back to you uh, So just uh, so people are aware there could be a little bit of a delay in that But call the station Do your best not to walk there. There's no reason to tread through the snow and go walking there
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right, that is the uh, news conference from the city of Buffalo. David, sounds like a monumental undertaking that is going to be underway starting at 8 o'clock tonight in the city of Buffalo. I can't imagine the uh, number of human resources that are going to be brought to bear, people who are going to be working overnight and into the morning. That's uh, incredible.
4: Yeah, it sounds like a military operation, a clearing exercise, right? Uh, making sure that the police are involved. And again, you know, putting out that clearing call of, It's a temporary move of your car, but it has to be done. And also the impact of how, you know, look, we love the architecture of the city of Buffalo. We love that old feel to it. Hollywood loves it. They make a lot of movies here, turn of the century movies, movies in the 19th century. But at the same time, what does that mean? That means that the layout and the grid of this city is not a modern grid and layout, which makes clearing snow really difficult to do. Cars are buried. How do, how do you do it? Well, you're going to move things because if you don't do this now and you get a storm, you know, in, a, in another week or whatever it is, it just doesn't recover. We've seen what piles of snow, how long they can last. I mean, that can, you get a big enough pile of snow like we saw in November and other monumental snowstorms that can exist for months.
1: And uh, we, what do you guys think about uh, what you just heard? Uh, do you agree with what the city is doing? I mean, I think it sounds pretty impressive, frankly. And if I had a snow that was buried, if I had a car that was buried under mountains of snow and plowed in, I'd kind of be grateful that the city was going to mini-tow it out for me because it saves a hell of a lot of work for me.
4: Well, yeah, but, you know, we were just saying, you know, they really need to explain that. And they just did, in my opinion. Uh, you know, while we were talking about what, nate martin why these areas weren't touched there was a reason why they weren't touched they want to do it and they want to go curb to curb they don't want to just plow three four inches every eight hours uh that it's a driving ban anyway you can't go anywhere and let's be honest you know they're not going to come out and say this but one of the ways to enforce a driving ban is to really you know give you no reason to drive right i mean if you've got a driving ban and you can see asphalt on the streets. There might be someone out there thinking, well why is there a driving ban? You can't tell me to, to not drive. I'm going to take But if you look out and you see a foot and a half of snow in the road, you're like, "You know what? I'm going to stay put." So maybe that's a way to control the population. Maybe that's a way to say don't drive. The point is, if they're going to do it, do it the right way. That sounds like they're going to do it the right way. This advisory ends at 7 and that big snow operation in the city begins at 8. Now there is a Sabres game going on. How that is going to conflict with the Sabres game, who knows? But they're going to do their best to get it done uh, the right the first time
1: uh very good uh what do you guys think about this plan to uh remove the snow uh south of broadway and the streets that have not really been touched and i guess the answer as to why they haven't been touched is they can't be touched and they're going to be touched starting at eight o'clock tonight uh with the removal of vehicles there will be no charge to you uh if the city mini toes your vehicle uh off of your street uh and then uh, the well they they gave out various uh, phone numbers and uh, you can call the A District uh, Police Station for further information on uh, where wherever your car might be. Uh, let's get back to uh, Emily in uh, Chittawaga. Emily brought up the point of uh, the bills, putting out uh, calls for volunteers to shovel them out, and she wants to know about uh, private individuals because, let's face it, uh, it's, a, it's a graying population. It's a increasingly elderly population in western new york and uh, you know you can't exactly get out there and do a lot of shoveling yourself for various reasons so what what has been your experience emily
6: I can't find anybody you know when we were kids we used to go knocking door to door to shovel for some extra money but i mean i'd pay twenty dollars an hour and i you know you suggested earlier about being close with your neighbors i am but my neighbors are my age or older and uh they can't do it either so it's it's a tough situation i i don't know if it's something that maybe senior centers or the town highway department or something i mean it's it's not an everyday occurrence it's a rarity but if there was some pool of people that we could pay uh twenty dollars an hour to come and just clean up some of us have plowing which i do but they don't do sidewalks and they don't do close to the house and you know, I would be gladly, you know, I'd be glad to pay people to do that. And that's why, you know, people you say about having heart attacks, you know, some people don't know their limits. And they go out there and they do have a heart condition that they're not even aware of. And how many times you hear people who have been found dead over there, even snowblowers trying to start those. So, um, I think it would be a great community service, and like I said, I'm not looking for volunteers. I'm looking for someone who I could pay.
1: Uh, some, somewhere out there, somebody's got to have a business idea that uh, is based upon this phone call. I mean, the only problem is this is such a, a big area. Um, you know, you got to make sure that everybody would be covered, and you, you don't want people driving all over the place to shovel out dri- uh, driveways and or sidewalks and walks to your house. Uh, But, uh, I mean, it it, it certainly is something that uh, needs to be considered, and I'll let the uh, bigger brains figure out the logistics behind setting up such an operation.
6: Thanks for taking my call.
1: All right, thanks very much. I appreciate it. David, uh, I mean, you 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 talked about clearing operations in the military. Have you any ideas on this?
4: On on how she can get someone to help her out uh, with the snow? I'm going to tell you something right now. You might think this is weird. Uh, Here's what I do. I'm very solid in my faith, but I'm open to hear other things. So I call up my Mormon friends and I say, "Look, it, I'll give you an hour. Go ahead, tell me what I need to know, and bring a shovel." And uh, they make a commercial. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding.
1: That's not even
4: funny. No, no, I'm joking. They're wonderful people. I love the Mormons. About the Boy Scouts. The, the boy Somebody. There needs to be a service out there. You know what it used to be? It used to be. And I know this sounds crazy, but there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, I can't tell you how many folks uh, used to plow and you give them cash. Uh, you had big garbage and the town wouldn't take it uh, back before there were contractors. They would take the garbage, a little cash. All those folks got audited <laughs> for real. So the idea of under the table in 2024 is not the same as under the table in 93. And so, you know, there are, you got to hang a shingle or have an LLC or uh, go, and it's just not, it's not a real conducive business place here in Buffalo in New York State. And a lot of people aren't doing it anymore. There are folks that do it, but I'll tell you, finding a private plow contractor is a really tough thing to find. And getting someone to leave the truck and shovel your walkway, that's also a pretty penny too. It's not like 20 bucks just do my driveway in the old days. That's all dead as disco. Uh, but this operation in Buffalo at 8 p.m., Tom, that's incredible. To use the police to put out that press conference, that's all hands on deck, and uh, that's that's a house-to-house operation.
1: Well, you know something about uh, house-to-house. Uh, let's go to uh, Marty in uh, West Seneca. You're on with Bowerly and Bellavia. David Bellavia, by the way, for those who don't know, a Medal of Honor recipient um, and legend in the U.S. Army. Uh, Marty in West Seneca, you're on WBEN. Hello.
12: Hi. So, first of all, it's an honor, and thank you for your service, David. And, Tom, I've been listening to you for many years, doing what I do. I I drive around pretty much city limits from West Seneca to North Buffalo every day from 4 a.m. till, I don't know, usually 4 p.m. Today it may be 6 p.m. Uh, driving a small salt truck, but I... I'm about to hop in my fifth piece of equipment uh, today to clear another municipality lot, uh, and I hope the snow stops
1: soon, <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, it's it's supposed it's, to. I mean, come on, enough is enough.
12: Yeah, no, but it's has So, West Seneca just stopped uh, right around 10 after 2. Uh, I left Chicago Street, which is by Chef's Restaurant, uh, It had just stopped snowing there about 10 minutes ago and as I headed north on the 190 to the 198 it got worse Uh, but it's definitely manageable compared to what I was driving in two or three days ago the thunder snow and the whiteout conditions so this is safer
1: Man, you've been working a lot of hours
12: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's that time of year. I've been doing this for 20 years plus, probably. So pretty much we've maintained the same commercial accounts. Um, so, yeah, 160 miles around the city and all snowstorms, all the above. October- are, you, are you
4: are you ready to do this with an electric truck? you think there'd be a difference?
12: <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think so. So I have a little electric <laughs> Ryobi, I have an electric Ryobi battery powered radio and uh, even that doesn't like the cold weather. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the nature so of batteries. Bowerly, that people Bowery loves his,
4: he loves his sports cars and there's a brand new Uh, a porsche uh, electric car that they say is the fastest thing in the world and i thought to to myself would you do it no the fastest car in the world tom bowerly exclusive for the bowerly program
1: i'm sorry i just i I wouldn't do it because i don't trust electric vehicles i just don't (laughs) trust them I mean, I know I don't. I don't mean to sound like a luddite, but uh, you know, I typically you, have you don't one... want
4: to gamble 120 grand on just the chance that it breaks no. down in the middle of night.
1: I know that they are incredibly fast. I've heard people raving about them, uh, but personally, for me, I'm going to hold off on any electric vehicle for as long as possible because I've only got one car, and um, if I were going to buy something else, I would buy. I would buy something that uh, at least I could rely upon in the winter. For example, from our friends at Transit Town Kia, David, um, <laughs> we we need to uh, take a break on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly and Bellavia. If you're on hold, kindly stay there. Uh, what do you think of the city's major snow clearing operation south of Broadway tonight, as was explained by the various commissioners involved in a news conference you heard live on News Radio 930 WBEN? I'm sure we're going to be replaying that news conference a little bit later on because uh, there's some good information in there and uh, we definitely want to bring that back um, in its entirety at some point uh, before we say goodnight at 6 o'clock, at which time Tom Puckett takes over with Buffalo's evening news from 6 until 7. Bowerly in Bellavia, News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to Pat in uh, South Buffalo, hard hit South Buffalo. Pat, how's it going?
14: uh it's going <laughs> uh-huh. at, at least we've gotten some some notice about these streets being uh cleared uh I've lived here over forty years, and we've had it we've had them come down before to clear out the streets and we didn't have the warnings and You should have seen the people they were just like ants running for their lives trying to get yeah. the cars off the streets and into people's driveways, so maybe. With, you know maybe with a little bit of common sense they've heard this and then they'll they'll get their cars off the streets but that's wonderful so that's that's exactly what we need
1: or uh, wait for the mini toe to do it for you uh, well, why, we why, have one
14: in, we have one in front of our house that's going to be mini toed she's got about three feet of snow on her car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, be, because, I mean, seriously, that, that plowed snow is very, very heavy, and uh, one of the things we'll talk about at 4.08 with Dr. James Harreth of Collida Health is uh, proper heart health in temperatures like this and uh, the, the shoveling burden uh, and, and the... Uh, uh, the extra strain that puts on the cardiovascular system. So, Pat, w- when you heard the plan as it was unveiled by the uh, Department of Public work- uh, Works Commissioner Nate Martin and other city officials, what do you think? Oh, I think it's
14: wonderful. The only trouble is that we're not going to have as many people standing outside cheering them on because it's going to be late at night. <laughs> we did the last time. Let me tell you, we were outside. there were people giving them coffee and you know it was just like a it was just like a, a welcome parade to see them coming down the street. but thank God that they're doing this. I tried calling three one one to find out if this was gonna be in the works. They didn't have a clue, but anyway
1: <laughs> well not they might not have known at three one one uh but yeah. now. Now we all know, I mean, I think it sounds like a master stroke of uh, genius by Nate Martin and anybody who is involved in putting this plan together. And, you know, all day we've been wondering how come some streets have not seen a plow in 24 hours. And I guess now we know the answer because it was impractical to run a plow down those streets and it's just going to make the curb-to-curb operation that much more difficult. How, How have you been bearing through the storm? I mean, this obviously isn't your first rodeo.
14: No, oh, Lord, no. Um, We have wonderful neighbors. You were talking about, you know, get close to your neighbors. We have next door neighbors, which have, you know, I mean, they've been over blowing out uh, the sidewalk and the driveway and all of that and shoveling the sidewalk or the stairs. So we we can get out of the house if we have to. And um, my family, they've gotten in on it, and they brought me food and so we're we're all set, you know. Outside of just going a little snaky, sitting here watching this stuff here, you know, <laughs> we're <laughs> a lot snaky is what it is. Um, uh, it, it's been it's been you know it's been okay. Listen, I had an idea which probably I don't know probably I don't know how good it is about that woman with the shoveling. Yeah, and I well, wondered if if she's it is she was she from Buffalo?
1: Uh, Chitwaga, I believe.
14: Oh, well, maybe she could call her supervisor. I thought if you're from Buffalo, maybe you could get a hold of your council person and see if they could work on a program.
1: Well, I mean, look, I think that uh, clearly there is a demand for a service in western New York uh, yeah. that will take care of sidewalks uh, and and obviously there's plenty of plow services around but even the plow services if you want them to do your sidewalks and the walkway to your house you're gonna pay an arm and a leg for that oh you uh, are for those yeah. people to get out of the uh, those people to get out of the truck and uh, and do that uh, when they actually when they actually remember to do it that your house is one that is paid for the service but um, it, it you know one of our callers earlier said something very interesting and very relatable to me uh, when I was a younger man 14 15 16 whatever uh, I would grab a friend and we literally would go door to door, knocking yep. on doors, seeing yep. if people wanted their driveways shoveled um, mm-hmm. and would you know, walk away in some cases with uh, like almost $100, which in 1975 money for a kid of that age was not bad.
14: We had we had used to have kids in the neighborhood that used to do that. Now, even in the summertime, you don't see a lot of kids outside, which just absolutely floors me. But uh, maybe once in a while, they'll be up riding their bikes or skateboards or something like that. But either we don't have the number of kids, which is possible, or they don't care.
1: It, it, you know what? Know. It's, 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 it's tough to know. I mean, the street on which I grew up uh, at one point was teeming with children, and, right. now, it's, and now it's like an old folks' home uh, for the well, most there
14: part. there are. Yeah, that's, um, well,
1: that's it, too. Absolutely, yeah, but know. I mean, like when I when I say, you know, get close with your neighbors, I've got uh, a neighbor next door, Joey Z, and uh, Joey Z always takes care of me, he doesn't want yeah. me to, but I always take care of him with gift certificates yeah. to his favorite restaurant, because I just think it's the right thing to do, and I'm pretty sure my friend John, uh, we're going to call him Chicken Wing John, I'm pretty sure that he went out and bought a monster snowblower just to help me. So, oh, really? Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean wow. That's just the kind of guy. That's just the kind of guy he is. I'm surprised he hasn't been over here today to uh, show show off his uh, snowblower. I mean, it's going to be good we, for Martini, you know, or we,
14: we have wonderful. We have wonderful people in this city. We have very thoughtful people in this city. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're a good person, by gosh, you know, you'll they'll be attracted to you.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess well, I tell you what's frustrating for me uh, is not all that long ago I was the guy who would do my elderly lab- uh, my elderly neighbors' uh, driveways and sidewalks, and then yeah. uh, certain things happen, and I'd simply um, it would be imprudent for me to do that anymore. I mean, oh, don't, don't I enjoy lift I enjoy don't lifting this, weights. <laughs> I, ironically, I enjoy lifting weights. That's my exercise of choice. Um, at least uh, I did. I got to wait another four weeks for that to start again. But that's another story altogether. Uh, but thank you kindly and i Listen, hope. I
14: just want to say thank you very much andy parker i just i just love that man to bits and when if he saved lives in 22 i am totally convinced of that and he scared the heck out of me i'll tell you we had i had family and everybody else i could tell just exactly what was going to happen and we were all set but oh god bless those that that didn't hear it because he was he was spot on he was
1: Well, there were many things. I mean, I I agree with you about Andy Parker. He is a gem. He is a jewel. He is uh, an absolute, uh, you know, crystal clear diamond um, of a human being. And he absolutely saved lives in 2022. But one of the suggestions that came into WBEN was how come they never uh, used uh, the um, emergency cell phone notification system? And the last emergency notification I got on my cell phone was yesterday. Uh, basically saying road conditions will be very difficult or nearly impossible to navigate. And and I'm sorry, but I just think back to before this storm hit, I said... Um, we probably should put a driving ban into effect. We should probably keep people at home. Not that I'm a big fan of them, but given what we went through in 2022, I mean, we haven't had a single call, of which I'm aware at this radio station, of anybody having been stranded in a vehicle hour after hour, as we did during the blizzard of 22.
14: Yeah. You know, I've got Buffalo Alert, and they're supposed to notify you, aren't they, when something is going on?
1: That's the theory. Did, Did you not get it? Nothing. Wow. Not
14: a blessed thing. My family, my daughter, who knows everything about computers, she set it up for me. I've never gotten anything. I didn't even get that ping the other day.
1: Jeez. Well, you might want to have your daughter take a look at it. How old is your cell phone? Uh, it's 11,
14: 2011.
1: Uh, yeah, I just, I wonder if, uh, I wonder. if the tech, I wonder if it's a technological issue with the cell phone. Yeah. Not being able yeah. to uh, receive those. Uh, might want to update the cell phone. Yeah, I'll
14: I'll go into the piggy bank time and yep. do that. Well, um, shake the money off the tree. Des- desperate and dateless. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> well, that
1: was back in the was, uh, that was back in the eighties, actually. I, I used uh, to
14: listen to you, dear dear heart. Yes.
1: Well, thank thank you so much. I appreciate that, and All thanks right. for making Mandy, me feel you're
14: on this side of the grass, and and we love you.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thank you kindly. Okay. Yes, actually, the first talk show I did after John Otto left the old radio station was uh, my audition show was Desperate and Dateless. And the first talk show, I don't know why I remember this, was September 5th of 1983. And we talked about the Russian shootdown of Korean airliner 007. Um uh, I don't remember much about the past. I always choose to look forward, but uh, it's interesting. All right, it's uh, 26 minutes after three at News Radio 9:30. Interesting how fast the time goes by. Um, one minute you're the new kid coming in, then the next minute you're suddenly grandpa, which is kind of a trip Music from the band. As in, well, you know. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, I think that was the band backing up Bob Dylan, if I'm not mistaken. 338 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly with you. Hey, if, if uh, you're on the roads and you want to call in about the conditions on the roads, uh, feel free to do so. eight zero three zero nine thirty 0930 star 930 1 616 WBEN. More cars on the road today than yesterday for sure. Let's go to Frank in uh, Williamsville. Frank, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show.
15: Tom, I was waiting for Cashmere, but then I realized it's only on the hour.
1: On the top of the hour, Cashmere. Yes, sir.
15: But, but, but Tom, I got I to credit you because I can't remember what your old bumper music was. So you, what Cashmere just wiped it out of my mind.
1: Well, it's uh, it was Play That Funky Music Whiteboard <laughs> by Wild Cherry. But I, I got, you know, frankly, I just got sick of it. And then uh, my buddy Jeff Cook with Back to the Bars, um, I think of him every time I play Cashmere because that's one of uh, my I, favorite you, songs you, they
15: could, do. You, you couldn't have picked better. Tom,
1: either I'm getting,
15: well, how, either my driveway's getting longer or I'm getting shorter. <laughs> no I mean, it is unbelievable. It's a, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it, marker to see how, how I've been doing it the last few years. going it's, it's good to get down to the end of it, forget about it. But Tom, we, we, the problem I see here is that we got we got too many cars, too much snow, and too many people. Or we have a factor of all three, and we can't seem to mix it together right to get it thing to work. I listen to your show. On uh, what was that Tuesday when, after uh, you had given them multi praise of uh, the good job that they had done, but the whole time I kept thinking, Tom, that's without cars on the road. Once they let the cars open uh, out, in the, out in the out in the corral, so to speak, they're going to have the same old problems they did have and, 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 and the, that they've always had, right? And they did well, have the same problems
1: at the time. Yeah. I, I, Forgive me, but I hope you also heard me Land-based, the same officials for not taking the same steps they learned from the Blizzard of 22 prior to this storm as they did round one of this storm. Uh, because, did they
15: get all the cars off the road in 22? I thought that was a the problem. They didn't get them off the road. And some people died in their cars and some people, some no, people no, lost. I, I, no, no, no.
1: No, I'm talking about round one of this storm of 24. Oh, Remember oh, the, the Kathy oh, Hochul, oh. Paulin Cars, Mayor Brown oh. news conference. Got
15: gotcha. you. Know, they Brilliant. shut everything
1: yeah. down well in advance, and they told people yeah. if you need your food, if you need prescription medication, do it now before. Right. And, and 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 the response right. of the city and the state and the county was absolutely spectacular. And then mm-hmm. when earlier this week we looked at the same conditions setting themselves up again, and um, we didn't get the kind of reaction that we got during round one of this storm. I uh, I flipped my lid. You know,
15: Tom, I think you'll agree with me that like after the first 12 hours or so, people's attitude changes and they're not so so easy to c- c- conform to or do what they what they say. And even even after that, I think once people start driving around in the snow, they feel comfortable driving around in it again because they're using those skills that they forgot that they had and they forgot how to drive in it. But um, you just can't take. It's, it's been this for this problem forever. If, if you can't take all these cars and pour all the six feet of snow on top of them, and expect them to be able to deal with it, that is. And the thing. Don't cities like um, I don't know, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, or or somebody somewhere in like Fairbanks, Alaska, or uh, like Denver, Colorado. Don't they have this problem? They they get all kinds of snow in their, these places, and somehow at Cleveland. Pittsburgh, they deal with it. I mean, what, what's about what's it up with Buffalo? That I mean, it took six months to get half a plan out of uh, um, Byron Brown. Well, yeah.
1: look, we we're in a uh, we're in a very special position because of our geographical location off of Lake Erie, and we get the lake effect, lake bands of snow. Uh, there's a documentary that was shot back in 93 or 94 called Savage Skies. And they came here because they were exploring various weather phenomena around the world, including lake effect snow. Um, and this is a unique uh, situation uh, for such a big community as Western New York in that we get these oscillating bands of snow going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and again, we um, I just – I think that uh, the planning for this storm should have been exactly what it was for round one of this storm, where everything – I mean, everybody was saying A-plus, 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 but what we also saw, I think, in this storm is – the common sense of Western New York, because even though there wasn't, at least originally, there wasn't a driving ban in most places, people looked out the window and remembered all those calls from people stranded in the blizzard of 22 and decided it wasn't worth it.
15: Yeah, Tom, my friend called me to tease me from South Carolina. He told me that, you said, what you move there for? You know you're going to get snow, because he knows I'm going to tease him about what are you moving to South Carolina for, because you know you're get a hurricane, and I'm going to have to pay for it.
1: So now uh, it was, all I was, can it tell you about- is... Uh, it's 86 degrees and mostly sunny in the grill, Jamaica. And uh, <laughs> just saying. Tom, you have a nice day. All right. By the way, how long is your driveway? Mine's 100 foot. It's, it's like 115 feet. Uh, and are you shoveling or are you blowing it? I get a I
15: get blow. I, I do it half and half. Definitely the garage, there's trees and stuff. Like that. But I, I blow about half and half. The blow is great for the end of the driveway. Wow. That's, it, that's wow. the top am, of to, to, Amherst. Like three inches of block ice in my driveway. Is it? I'm not complaining. Oh, I nice have the opportunity well, to get out
1: of my house. I know it's. I mean that. Okay, that that's going to be the next complaint we hear. So they plowed my street, but now I've got five feet of snow at the end of my driveway, and it's like uh, basically it's like rock. You know, can can we get some prisoners, please, with pickaxes, pickaxes, and a chain gang to get this out? Funny you mention it. Doc. Pleasing Shadows on Netflix. I don't know what. What what are you watching? Wait, wait. What's what's on Netflix? I I couldn't hear you. Okay, I I believe me. I've been watching a lot of Netflix, and uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, you know me. I fixate on one movie at a time, and uh, I've been enjoying Blazing Saddles and uh, its return to uh, Netflix. And uh, I, I just I'd forgotten so much about that movie. And uh, every time I watch it, I gain a whole new appreciation of the acting in that movie. And, of course, the fact that Blazing Saddles, under no circumstances, could ever be made today. And I think Mel Brooks is still alive, and most of the actors in the movie are no longer with us. I don't know what Mel Brooks' secret is, but, um, yeah, I think he's still with us. Um, And uh, just an amazingly well-read and uh, funny guy. And I still have yet to see the producers from start to finish. I've seen excerpts, but i got to catch that. I, I don't think I've seen that on uh, Netflix any time. But it is uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Momentarily, we're going to be joined by the supervisor of the town of Amherst, Brian Culpa, because the town pretty much all afternoon uh, and the village of Williamsville have been getting a very steady snowfall and I would call it uh, moderate snowfall. I'm not sure how many inches per hour uh, it will equate to, but uh, it has been, uh, I would say it's been semi-significant here in uh, Amherst and also uh, in the village of Williamsville. Tanner Saunders, by the way, behind the glass, doing a great job at master control. And one of the things we're also concerned about, not to be your pain-in-the-neck father or uncle, um, one of the things we're concerned about, of course, is people and their health During weather situations like this. And uh, we're going to have Dr. James Harreth on with us. And we'll open up the telephone calls for your questions for Dr. James Harreth on News Radio 930 WBEN. And, you know, there's nothing worse, ladies, than a stubborn man who has not worked out in the last 20 years saying, I can handle this, I'm a man, I'm a Buffalonian, and then watching that poor guy going out with a shovel or trying to operate the snowblower and ending up keeling over from a heart attack. That's something we really don't want to see. We've apparently seen it happen a couple of times already during this round of the storm and uh, would prefer that, uh, you know, you be safe than sorry, but one of the issues is uh, if you don't have friends, if you don't have family, how the hell are you going to dig out? Um, you can call a plow service, but generally they operate on annual contracts, and it's very hard to get them on a uh, one-time basis. Eight zero three oh nine thirty is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, one 800 wben And I, I know exactly what's going to happen. The minute I go to this phone call is when Brian Culp is going to call in. But uh, nonetheless, against my better judgment, uh, it's uh, Paul in Newfane. You're on with Bowerly on WBEN. I'm sorry, Hamburg. Paul in Hamburg.
16: Yeah, how you guys doing today?
1: Uh, we are hanging in there like everybody else waiting for this nonsense to be over with. Yeah,
16: it's tough out here in Hamburg. Listen, I just want to follow up on one of your callers earlier. It was a, a woman who, you know, she's uh, she's trapped in her house. She'd like uh, access to people, you know. And like you guys said, you know, it's not 1993 anymore where, you know, kids go door-to-door. So she's trying to think of a, you know, a system or a, a company I got a good idea for that. So basically, it would be a not-for-profit. You could set it up either privately if somebody wanted to uh, you know, turn it into a business, but even in municipalities. So you know how in, like, L.A. and New York City, they have the uh, the guardian angels to protect people, help them out? You know, I'm thinking yes. of snow angels in the Buffalo area, right? So when something like this happens and you have this, this type of weather, you know, you break it down by uh, communities and uh, you'd be part of the snow angels, and and parents could urge their kids to say, hey, why don't you be a snow angel? Kids could put it on their resumes when they go to college and whatnot. Volunteerism, uh, I think, is way off from where it was 10, 20, 30 years ago when we were younger, and, uh, you know, somebody should create uh, the snow angels to help people like like this out, and they could call in and and get a snow angel over to, you know, to do Uh the
1: work. I love the idea. I'm thinking about the liability issues and uh, whether they'd be able to obtain insurance, um, number one. And number two, we've done shows on the fact that people are not even uh, volunteering to join their local volunteer fire companies anymore. And that's a big issue uh, with the fire companies. Um, And New York State hasn't made it any easier for them because New York State keeps increasing the amount of training, the amount of hours, the amount of work you need to do before you can even be an active firefighter. And, you know, people look at that very daunting schedule and they say, you know what, I'd be happy to help the community, but I do not have the time for this many hours of training and certification and da-da-da-da-da. So... You know, the harder All you right. make it for people to volunteer, the fewer volunteers you're going to get. It's just a natural equation. And I, but I, I love the idea yeah. of Snow Angels, and I, I hope somebody takes up that ball and runs with it. Uh, I don't know whether you can get government funding, whether you can get a grant from various people who are philanthropically minded, but uh, I love the idea because clearly there is a demand for people to uh, uh, shovel out driveways and especially shovel out the walkway. To the house and the front steps, uh, or from the side steps, because uh, you know, for a lot of people, that's just uh, that's just a bridge too far in terms of their physical ability to do it. And uh, you know, look, it's it's yeah, embar- think, yeah. it's embarrassing to say. Well, you know what, you can't do it anymore. But uh, you've got a discretion. Sometimes is the better part of valor.
16: Yeah, I think um, I, I think to try and get past all that. Right. So I think the Western New Yorkers that I know. Uh, regardless of politics and uh, being, you know, public sector or private sector, I think everybody would agree we need something like this, right? So let's let's get past the politics of it. I think you'd get private support. I think you'd get public support. Everybody would agree that it's a good idea, and then it's just getting over the political barriers and whatever
1: sort of um, yeah, more of the liability, more of know, the, the liability, reasons more reasons the liability, liability barriers liability and all that. Yeah, I think the liability barrier. Right, well, then you would call it,
16: you, Yeah, then you call in. The, you know, you call in the people who are liability experts. They've got the answers. You, that's not. You know, my that's not my game. But I'm sure there's people that say, "Yeah, could you do it? Sure. Here's what you got to do. You get public and private support, and it's a great thing. And then at the end of the day, look look what happened. Something exists, and and that poor woman, you know, who needs some help, along with everybody else that needs help you know, can make a phone call, and, and it's, you know, it would be great. It would be great for kids to understand volunteerism. I guess that's that's my big thought. So thanks right, for well, taking my call. Thank
1: you very much. I appreciate you guys. All right, man, I All appreciate right. it. Uh, thank day. you. Thank you very much for the call on uh, WBEN. Hey, they can't even get people to take the police exams anymore. And in the 80s, the lines were stretching out the doors. Now they're begging people to uh, take the police exams, and they don't want the job. And given what we've seen in recent years, I don't know that I blame anybody Um, for details on that. See, Buffalo CERT team. Uh, Let's go to uh, Frederick in Niagara. Frederick, uh, what's going on?
11: Ah, Good afternoon. Uh, Where I live, it's been a steady, slow snowfall all day. I've uh, gone and uh, shoveled and cleaned off the front steps a couple times. Uh, But the discussion about helping people... Snow angels would be a good name for them, like the guardian angels down in New York City. Uh, It occurred to me that perhaps churches would be a place that you could start organizing such an effort to help the disabled and the elderly. And perhaps a little luck, there's a pastor listening to this fine show, and that might uh, inspire them to try to organize it. Not only at their church, but all the churches in western New York. I know the churches are not filled like they were when I was a boy. No, when I was not. A boy, you could you could Sunday morning if you were dishonestly inclined on Sunday morning you could have the pick of the house you wanted because everybody was in church.
1: <laughs> well you seem to be speaking you seem to be speaking from experience, Frederick. Have you a criminal larceny past we need to know about?
11: No no no, but I readily accept the fact that we have people living among us who are criminally inclined. They look upon man. their fellow man as the next victim.
1: Indeed, indeed. All right, Frederick, uh, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the call on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Uh, we need to break. Coming up after the break, uh, many of you have questions about uh, health issues related to the weather and related to shoveling and uh, joining us. And he's going to be taking your telephone calls as well. Will be Doctor James Harris of Calida uh, Health on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, continuing coverage of round two of the storm of January 2024. One of our earlier callers suggested that a good name for it would be the Neo Storm, Never Ending Oscillation. That's uh, the best I've heard so far. Uh, but joining us uh, this part of the program on WBEN is Dr. James Harith, uh who is uh, with Collida uh, Health. And uh, Tanner, if you could bring him up and then do the same for any calls that come in. And uh, we will open up uh, our telephone lines for your uh, weather and health related questions for Dr. Doc- for Dr. James Harreth, uh, uh, we will uh, take your calls at 803-0930, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Dr. Harreth, uh, thanks again for joining us. It is much appreciated. And to your to your knowledge, and uh, well, to your knowledge, um, have you seen in the colitis system anyway an increase in the number of people coming in with uh, cardiac situations?
5: Um, at this point, no. No, we have not. Uh, but, again, there's a little bit of a disconnect between uh, the ED and the, uh, the ICU uh, for a couple of hours in order to be able to, to continue to stabilize. But at this point, um, we have not seen uh, in a marked increase. But, but, again, a lot of times we do see it near the end of the storm when people are out you know, clearing if they've uh, allowed some time to have the uh, snow accumulate in their driveways.
1: Are there certain age groups that should be especially wary about shoveling or certain individuals who should be wary about shoveling?
5: So most importantly are going to be our cardiac patients. So uh, those individuals, male or female, uh, that have been identified as having uh, heart disease or especially coronary artery artery disease, those are the individuals that we would be uh, most concerned about. Uh, And that can vary in age. That could be in the the late 40s to the early 90s, uh, to be completely honest. So it's not necessarily the age, but the number of miles you have on you.
1: So uh, people who've had quad bypass uh, should not be out shoveling the snow, is what you're saying.
5: Absolutely (laughs) correct. Absolutely correct.
1: Well, it gives me an excuse to be lazy, if nothing else. Uh, Dr. James Harreth is here. Our phone number is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. You know, a lot of times when uh, somebody has a heart attack, the cardiologist uh, will say, well, look, this didn't happen overnight, in particular with the closing of the arteries that uh, feed the heart. What is it about shoveling snow uh, that causes, it seems, so many heart attacks to come upon somebody absolutely it's it's the strenuous exercise uh it's
5: the amount of stress that you you put onto the cardiovascular system so if an individual normally during their day you know gets up to go to the bathroom or go to the uh Uh, ice box in order to get something to eat, you know, that's one thing. But if they're outside, you feel like they have to shovel for 20, 30, 40 minutes, you know, really heavy snow, that's going to increase the stress uh, to the cardiovascular system, especially, uh, you know, to the heart. So if... At baseline, this individual has a tough time delivering oxygen to the heart muscle through the coronary arteries that, might be, that may be clogged or stenotic or shut down a little bit. And if you increase that stress, you're going to decrease the amount of oxygen delivery to that heart muscle, and you are going to develop chest pain, chest pressure, uh, or other symptoms, and then, which could then lead to heart attack and or a, a fatal arrhythmia.
1: What are, what are some of those other symptoms? So it's, it's, it's
5: varied. It could be you know, the feeling like an elephant is sitting on your chest and you, and you can't quite uh, catch your breath and you feel that pressure. Or for some people, especially our diabetics and our, our women uh, uh, coronary artery uh, patients, they'll feel like it's indigestion. They'll, it'll feel like they, they may have eaten something bad or whether they're having reflux. So, so if you've got an individual who's female uh, or diabetic, and they're saying, "Geez, you know, I feel like I've got reflux or I've got heartburn," that those could be cardiac symptoms.
1: Um, very interesting. Dr. James Harris is here from Kaleida Health. Your questions about uh, this weather and uh, your body, 803-0930, star nine thirty one eight 1-800-616-WBEN. I, I do want to get back to the cardiac stuff uh, in a moment, but uh, one of the things people are cautioned about every storm is, hey, if your snowblower gets clogged, don't put your arm into the snowblower. Have you guys been dealing with a lot of those kinds of injuries?
5: Yes. Yeah. Well, not a whole lot, but... It- the, those injuries do increase this this time of year. Yeah, even if the snowblower is stopped, you know, so there many times those parts are under stress and under tension. That when you relieve that clog, you know, the, of the snow, you know, then you're going to have uh, the the auger or the impeller, you know, be freed up and then take off your take off that finger, take you know, or take off that that hand. Unfortunately,
1: no. That sounds very painful and very horrible, especially, I don't know what it is about the cold, that uh, every time you hurt your body in the cold, it seems to hurt more. It seems like it, you
5: know, but yet, you know, we recommend uh, icing our ankles and uh, icing our elbows if we uh, have some, uh, some other sports injury.
1: Now, uh, let's get back to the uh, cardiac situation. If somebody begins to experience um, during, first of all, if somebody is likely to have a heart attack um, when they are snow shoveling or snow blowing, is there likely to be um, are there symptoms that manifest themselves prior to the shoveling heart attack? Uh, will the person feel chest pain? Will the person feel lethargic? Will the person feel um, impending doom in their body? To all of those, yes. But even before that, they, they're going to be starting to feel tired. They're going to feel
5: fatigued. They're going to be pushing themselves. You know, that's you know, kind of how we feel if we've walked too far of a distance or, re- or we've climbed too many flights of stairs. You know, that's your body saying, hey, slow down. You're not used to doing that. You know, take a deep breath and relax. It, you know, it comes down to continuing to, to push yourself. Even if you're thinking, oh, I got just, you know, you know, just this sidewalk here and I'll be all set. No, listen, you got to listen to your body. you got to be able to allow your body to deliver oxygen to where it's got to go, especially your
1: heart. And this is more of a common sense question, I guess, than a medical question. I think it's important if somebody's going to be outside shoveling that uh, somebody keeps an eye on him or her. <laughs> Absolutely correct, yes. You, know, you should do, do the, uh, the buddy system, to be completely honest.
5: So, and it's not just uh, heart attacks either. It's, it's going to be slips and falls. And again, a lot of these patients, uh, not only are they going to be followed for their heart, but they may also be on blood thinners or antiplatelets. It, it doesn't take much. You know, just a simple fall and hitting your head. You are going to need to be evaluated because you're going to be at marked increased risk of developing a hemorrhage in, on your brain
1: oh my, Um, I never thought about that. Can you elaborate? Sure. Yeah, so a lot of people are diagnosed with atrial fibrillation.
5: Atrial fibrillation is when you've got an irregular heartbeat and you're at risk for developing clot in that heart, which can then uh, be delivered to your brain and develop a stroke. So many of these patients are on, Uh, anticoagulation, whether it's Aliquis or Coumadin, you know, so, and these are very safe medications if taken uh, appropriately, but you have to be very aware of the your activities. You want to make sure you're not on a roof, you're going to fall, hit your head, and, but especially if you're outdoors and it's incredibly slippery, you don't want to slip and fall and hit your head, and even worse, slip and fall and not know that have or not have your loved ones know that you're out there watch out for you cuz you know if that were to happen yes you're going to want to be evaluated and yes you're going to want your family members to either call 911 or or take you to the hospital
1: so is, uh, is go ahead no 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 finish your thought please oh yeah no no absolutely
5: absolutely so, the, um, so not only is it uh, uh, the anticoagulation, but also antiplatelets, whether it's aspirin, whether it's Plavix. And again, people are going to be on those for stents, whether it's stents in the heart, stents in the brain. Again, that's also going to increase your risk of bleeding if you slip and fall and hit your head.
1: Dr. James Harreth is with us from Collida uh, Health on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about uh, this weather and uh, your health. Uh, maybe we have people listening who had a heart attack when they were shoveling and, uh, thank God, are on this side of the grass. 803-0930, Star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, talking with, again, Dr. James Harreth on the Trocare College WBEN Live Line. Um, The uh, situation, we we talked about the uh, arterial uh, stenosis, as you called it, the narrowing of the arteries, uh, because of coronary artery disease. But, uh, and you just mentioned, uh, the atrial fibrillation, but are there other situations, uh, which are electrical in nature, which can suddenly present themselves when somebody is out shoveling? For example, as you know, I have something called Brugada syndrome, which I didn't know I had until I was in my thirties or maybe forties. Um, Do you see a lot of that coming in, previously undiagnosed electrical issues with the heart that suddenly present themselves when somebody's in the middle of shoveling?
5: We do see that on occasion. You know, we are a cardiac destination center, so we do see that on occasion. And where it's going to be particularly important is those patients who, especially in the cold, uh... If we're concerned about hypothermia. Hypothermia will actually uh, lower the threshold to develop some sort of a, a ventricular arrhythmia, uh, whether it's ventricular, uh, most likely ventricular fibrillation. You know, so, and that's also the rhythm that we're very concerned about in the setting of a, a myocardial infarction. You know, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a deadly arrhythmia uh, that unless, you know, treated immediately, you know, is... is is not really conducive to life unfortunately you know so cpr uh, and uh, cardioversion are what's going to be needed. And then, if it's uh, secondary to uh, stenosed uh, art, excuse me, uh, coronary artery, then you're going to want uh, an intervention. You know, uh, whether it's a stent placement or balloon
1: angioplasty. We're with Dr. James Harris from Kaleida Health on News Radio 930 W B E N. Inviting your calls at 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-W B E N. Some of you may have uh, personal stories or personal questions, and that's fine. Although uh, Dr. Harris cannot diagnose you um, on the radio. So, in the case of uh, somebody shoveling, snow blowing, uh, going into cardiac arrest, how soon does CPR need to be administered to keep somebody on this side of the grass?
5: you're, we're really talking about seconds, you know, sec- and you know, when, when we're talking about seconds to minutes, you know, time is brain, seconds is brain. So you, you want, if, if you feel that somebody is, is pulseless, you want to start doing CPR immediately. And that, and that can be um, just hands only CPR, you know, so you don't, at this point uh, uh, American red cross, you know, recommends that at the very least, you know, you don't have to put your lips on somebody else you don't know, you, you know, so it's gotta be immediate. And, and then it, at the same time, you want to make sure that you're activating EMS, you know, the emergency medical system. You know, call 911 so that way, uh, you know, when, once you start doing CPR, somebody's actually coming to relieve you. Because believe it or not, it is, it is a fantastic cardiac workout uh, when you're doing CPR. So it, people really, it, it does, it's not obvious when you're watching a TV show. It, it's, when it's done properly, it's a heck of a workout.
1: And, and it can also be very painful for the person on the receiving end, uh, breaking ribs and uh, and whatnot. Let's go to Tom in Buffalo. You're on with Doctor James Harris from Collida Health on News Radio 930.
5: Doctor Harris, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing very well, Tom. It's nice talking
1: to you.
13: Okay, I have a question for you. The other day, uh, something that I think you mentioned when you were talking about uh, uh, you were talking about body mass, uh, older people. Lose body mass as they get older. Is there any way or what should you do to try to rebuild that if you find uh, you're getting symptoms like it's colder and you can tell that, that you're not the same person you were maybe 10 years ago?
5: Yes, that's a that's a great question, Tom. So what you're going to want to do is you want to work hand in hand with your healthcare uh, professional, and you're going to want to be able to to get into. It doesn't necessarily have to be a gym, but you're going to want a workout uh, routine. You know, so you want to, you want to work out not just car, you know uh, cardiovascular system, but you want to work your uh, skeletal muscular system as well. You want to be able to maintain your skeletal mass. Uh, And along with that, you also want to make sure that you have a proper diet, you know, that's you know, well-balanced, and with, a, with protein, because you know, so, you know, as you're working out and you're breaking down that muscle, you want to be able to bring in protein to be able to build that muscle back up. Mm-hmm. So, And as we get older, it, it, it's, it is tougher to maintain that mass that we developed when we we're maybe 20 or 30. So, so that's what I would recommend. Definitely talk, and, and of course, make sure that it's under the supervision of your healthcare providers to make sure that you don't overdo it.
13: Okay, a couple of years ago I had a fall. Tom, Tom I, a need fall. You to, I need
1: you to hold on because I need to uh, break here on WBEN. Good first question. And Dr. James Herath is here at 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN on the Trocare College WBEN Live Line. Yep, we've been playing music from the band because it only seems appropriate it's Bowerly on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Welcome to the program. Good to have you with us, loves. And uh, it is Thursday, and like you, I've had just about enough of this. Like you, I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life, and this weather is not making logistical planning any easier. And uh, if you're in the same boat, believe me, you have my uh, you have my empathy and my. Uh, understanding. It is uh, 438. We're on the air with Dr. James Harreth of Collider Health. And uh, we're talking about, look, there's, there's all this concern about people um, shoveling snow. And we've all heard about people uh, by snowblowers who've been found dead, people who have been shoveling, who die during shoveling. And we're trying to get a handle on that. And any questions you have, or for that matter, personal stories you have uh, that you want to share, Dr. James Harreth is going to be with us for the next little bit on News Radio 930 WBEN. The phone number is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go back to Tom in uh, Buffalo on WBEN with Dr. James Harreth. Tom, you had uh, another question.
13: Yeah, well, not another question. When I had uh, my fall, uh, I was given, I believe it was called a CPK test, which uh, measures uh, muscle mass. And what I was told, I was down for about four or five hours. They said that what's scary about that is that muscle uh, mass, when you're down, will break down, it'll break down very quickly.
5: Yes, what you're talking about is CK, creatinine kinase, absolutely. Uh, what happens is if you are down and you're not able to, to move, your, your muscles will break down. And, and what will happen is uh, that, that protein will actually get stuck in the nephrons of the kidney and then cause kidney failure. Uh, believe it or not, that was actually um, uh, realized uh, during the bombing of Dresden. The, these pa- patients who were stuck in, underneath the rubble, they were removed and At that point, they thought, oh, they're going to survive, but they ended up dying because they didn't realize uh, that the the muscle, when it broke down, was going to get stuck in the kidneys and then cause uh, kidney Mm -hmm. failure. But at least here, you know, modern era medicine, you know, by history, we think somebody's got a breakdown of muscle. We can hydrate those individuals, and if necessary, we can do um, temporary or prolonged dialysis as well. But no, absolutely. That's why you want to have good strength so you don't fall, uh, so that way you don't have muscle breakdown.
1: Tom, great questions. Thank you very much. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, the bombings of both Dresden and Hamburg in the Second World War by the RAF uh, and the American Air Force uh, resulted in uh, many, many deaths. And it, it got so hot because of firestorms that people literally melted inside bomb shelters. There's stories about bomb shelters being opened and just uh, goo coming out of the bomb shelters. It was absolutely gruesome. And a lot of people... Uh, even at the time during World War II, knowing what the Nazis had done starting, well, when they took power January 30th of 1933, uh, a lot of people at the time questioned the morality of uh, bombing non-military targets to break down German civilian morale. And believe it or not, Sir Arthur Harris, who was the head of Bomber Command and Bomber Command itself, they did not even get a Uh, a statue, a memorial erected in London for many, many decades after the war, because even in London, which went through the Blitz and Coventry and Liverpool and other cities that had survived the bombing of the Luftwaffe, uh, there was uh, outrage over the tactics employed by uh, Arthur Harris, as well as the uh, American Air Force uh, during the Second World War. Uh, 803-0930, Star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Next up, we have Mark in Buffalo with Dr. James Harris. Mark, hello.
11: Hi, Tom, and hi, Dr. James. How are you?
1: Yes, Doing sir. very well, Mark.
11: Um, I have a question. I was going to go shovel today, but I had shortness of breath yesterday, and I saw my cardiologist earlier in the week, and he referred me to an ultrasound with the kidneys. And my question is: I have chronic hypertension. What is the relationship between renal kidney action, your heart, and hypertension?
5: So, the, you know, the concern may be is if you've got a narrowing of the arteries going to your kidneys, and your kidneys are pretty much what control blood pressure. So if the kidney is not getting enough blood flow, you know, it will actually cause the blood pressure of the body to increase. And, and this is thought to be you know, evolutionary, and that it more than likely if your blood pressure has dropped, it's because a you know, grizzly bear ripped off your arm and you're bleeding. You know, so the, the body's going to want to in- close the, the um, vessels down a little bit in order to increase pressure. But what can sometimes happen is some people can have renal artery stenosis, which is just a, a narrowing of the arteries to the, to the kidneys to, to look and see whether that may be also causing um, high blood pressure as well. That's at least my first guess as to why they're looking at your kidneys. There may be some other reasons, but that's my best guess.
12: Does that involve surgery?
11: What is the remedy, doctor?
5: So, so the, the remedy would be, depending on how severe it is, you know whether it's just you know medication, or it could be dilating that vessel, and that, that sometimes is done with uh, interventional radiology. You know, so where they may be able to go in uh, it through the vessels and be able to dilate that vessel, you know, using a, a, a balloon. So, but from there, you definitely want to then talk to the interventional radiologist involved, you know, and or a surgeon.
11: And, Doctor, I thank you for your time. Have a great night. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, excellent. Thank you very much uh, for your questions, Dr. James Harrath on News Radio 930 WBEN, the Trocare College Live Line with WBEN. Uh, People with uh, aortic emboli. Uh, you know, a lot of people are shocked to find out that they have uh, an aortic embolism. What is involved in that and uh, what kind of special dangers does that pose to somebody, uh, again, related to the weather and related to shoveling snow?
5: So let's see here. We've got um, embolism and we have aneurysm. So uh, aortic aneurysm is when we have have a, a uh, an extra dilatation, a widening of, of the, the main artery coming off the heart. Now, it, for some people, that's, it, it's just gradual, it's watched, but it, it comes down to um, hemodynamics and, and physics, essentially. The, the wider that vessel becomes, the more sheer, uh, 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 stre- you know, not necessarily sheer strength, but it's, it's more of a sheer stress. That, that occurs onto that vessel. The big concern is, is it going to pop? Is it going to rupture? And when that happens is you can lose your entire volume of blood in just over the course of seconds to minutes. Yep. You know, or what can happen is it can tear that vessel, so that way it tracks down a false tract. And now, when that happens, you can then disrupt blood flow up to the brain through the carotids, which I've seen, or you can also tear that vessel so that it also, uh, causes damage to the renal arteries as well. So you also then run the risk of having kidney failure and, or it can also hit the celiac trunk. In one other words, the vessel that feeds your intestine. So if that's torn, you run the risk of, of not getting enough blood flow to your intestine and having ischemic gut or dead gut, you know, so, so that's always a, that's always a concern. Um, in, for some individuals who may have a clot, you know, it, that's building up, you know, in, on, the, on the vessel wall, then you worry that's what we would consider an uh, embolism or a movement of that clot to other parts of the body, which you could develop stroke or you could actually get, you know, purple toes or have little pieces also go to the, um, uh, the celiac uh, vessel, which,
1: again, goes to your uh, intestine. But a lot of people might not even know they've got an aneurysm or an embolism uh, unless they've had imaging done for some reason. That's
5: absolutely correct. Yeah, and uh, individuals who are, who are older and have uh, hypertension, uh, some of their doctors will, will actually have them screened for that. You know, and, 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 again, the basic screening is ultrasound. You know, so it, it doesn't hurt, and it's invasive, and you're not exposed to any radiation, and they'll, they'll take a look and see whether you've got an uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm. Uh, if, and, and if so, they'll monitor it and they'll watch it. And then treatment, uh, there's multiple different types of treatment. The first is going to be make sure that blood pressure is under control and make sure the cholesterol is under control. And then from there, they can actually stent that artery if necessary. It's a large dent that a vascular surgeon will place, you know, or um, if necessary, they can actually open up and repair if absolutely necessary.
1: It it has to be, as I understand it, of a certain um, diameter or a certain measurement in order for surgery to be recommended. Is that correct? That is
5: correct. I don't have those numbers right in front of me, but, but that's when you're going to be consulting with your vascular surgeon uh, who will then be able, who will follow you if, that's what you if that's your diagnosis, and then they'll, they'll determine uh, how often you're going to need repeat imaging and then at what point you may need surgery.
1: Dr. Wow, a lot of information here. Dr. James Harreth is with us from Kaleida on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, if you have any questions uh, you want to get to the doctor, we have our lines open for you as a community and public service, just like Dr. Harreth is doing on News Radio 930. The phone number is 803 0930 star 930 and 1 800 616 WBEN. People with uh, high blood pressure, uh, hypertension, and shoveling, what happens there?
5: So, again, that's going to increase your risk of having higher blood pressure when you are exerting yourself if, if, not, if you're not under a uh, doctor's or a medical professional's uh, care in order to be able to keep that under control. So, high blood pressure increases your risk of heart attack and stroke as well. Uh, so, uh, if, if the, that's not under control, you're also at risk for a heart failure exacerbation as well. So if your heart is trying to pump and, and at, when you're outside and you're shoveling and it's cold and your, your vessels are kind of constricted, that heart's gonna be trying to, to be pumping against an even higher pressure system. And you just run the risk of, of a heart failure exacerbation as well.
1: But there's certainly plenty of medicines to treat high blood pressure, and they, of course, can have side effects. But uh, you know, lots of medication out there, like Lisinopril.
5: Yes. Yes. And. You're, you, it's very important to follow up with your healthcare professional. Depending on what your age, your race, your sex, you know, will determine the the best type of medication for you. you know, I was actually diagnosed with uh, hypertension very early on. My wow. you know, and way back when, uh, my physician said, "Hey." I would normally put you on a diuretic, but I know I didn't want you to, to pee while you were on rounds. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a young intern, you didn't want to be running away
3: from rounds to run
5: to the bathroom. So uh, so my uh, physician was able to choose a different medication
1: uh, for well, me at that time. Well, I think you just should have had a suprapubic catheter or a Foley put in to make things a lot easier.
5: Oh, that would have been a lot easier then and uh, afterwards when you're celebrating at the bar. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. That'll leave you with a nice scar right uh, between the belly button and uh, your certain area. It is, uh, oh, yeah, uh, it looks like a gunshot. It is uh, not the Foley, the super pubic. It is uh, coming up on 10 minutes before 5 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, my body looks like it got hit with a cannon full of razor blades at this point. It's kind of cool, though. I'm just saying, another scar, another story. Let's get back to Dr. James Harris with Collida uh, Health on News Radio 930 WBEN. And with uh, twenty four degrees now ha- have we significant and a wind chill of seventeen have we significantly reduced the risk of uh, hypothermia and frostbite
5: the The risk is reduced, but the risk is still there yeah, so especially for hypothermia so those individuals who are at risk they're still going to be at risk uh, and then with regarding the uh, improved wind chill the risk of of uh, of, um, of frozen uh, digits and, and uh, frostbite and frostnip has decreased, but it's still there. We, we still want to make sure we wear our mittens. We want to make sure that we wear appropriate clothing. And especially when we're out in our car traveling, you know, make sure that you know, you've got your, your jacket and everything that you need. You know, don't be like my, my teenage kids that want to go out in shorts,
1: you know, and drive around. It's like, no, make sure you're prepared. Shorts and sandals. Can't forget the sandals. <laughs> Absolutely. It just blows my mind. I've been known to wear them in November, but only when the weather is appropriate for sandals. Um, one other question that is off the cardiovascular thing, and this is going to sound kind of goofy, but uh, there are a lot of people whose skin gets very dry in the winter, in particular the heel area. I don't know why some people get calloused heels and cracking heels and others don't, but what, what do people do about that as a preventative?
5: So, the, a, a couple of things you want to make sure that you've got uh, footwear that is uh, appropriately sized for you. Number one. Number two, you want you want to make sure that you moisturize, uh, especially if you have forced air heating like I do. That's going to dry the air out in in the uh, in the house. Uh, or the apartment very, very, very quickly. If you've got radiant heat, it's not going to dry out as often, but this is the time where the, the air is going to be incredibly dry. So you're going to want to moisturize. And then you also don't want to take a hot shower. You know, so the, the cooler sh- the shower that you can tolerate, the better, and then immediately afterwards is when you're going to want to apply your uh, your um, eucerin cream or whatever you have to help moisturize to, in order to lock in uh, that liquid that you've, your, your, your skin is absorbed during that shower.
1: Well, I'm uh, sure that's not the first time some people listening have been told they should really take a cold shower. Um, Dr. James Hearth, I want to thank you uh, very much for joining us. Always a pleasure and always a learning experience, I'll tell you that much, and we appreciate your time. We're grateful for it.
5: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I hope everyone stays safe and warm.
1: Dr. James Harris of Kaleida Health on the WBEN Trocare College Liveline. It is 4.56 at News Radio 930 WBEN. News is next at 5 o'clock, and then we're going to replay the news conference, which will detail exactly what the city of Buffalo is going to be doing overnight, possibly in your neighborhood. So don't go anywhere. You're with News Radio 930 WBEN. Well, hello, loves. It's uh, almost over, although in certain parts of Western New York, it just keeps on coming and coming and coming and coming. Good grief. Anyway, uh, welcome. Drive safely. We've got Joe Cali uh, monitoring traffic for us on News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, good to be with you. And uh, in the home stretch of an over six hour radio show, started out with David Bellavia about 10 minutes to noon today, and uh, we'll be here until 6 o'clock, at which time Tom Puckett will uh, take over uh, 6 until 7 on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, at this point, I uh, would like to open up uh, telephone lines for uh, your calls on this. Uh, does this sound like a great idea? Um, I think it does. I think it's a masterstroke of genius, frankly. It's going to involve a lot of people, a lot of logistics, and uh, a lot of towing, and uh, I do not envy the mini-tow operators because they're going to have to be trudging through those giant walls of snow that have built up uh, along your car in the street, so uh, I, I hope uh, they have plenty of warm clothing and uh, long underwear with them, but uh, also, uh, what should we learn from this storm? What should be the takeaway from this storm? What is your takeaway from this storm? 803 803- 930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and one eight hundred six one 616 wben Would like your telephone calls and how things, where you are, what you've experienced during this uh, round two of the storm of January of 2024, And uh, what what would you suggest that uh, should be the takeaway for civic leaders and officials in the future? Uh, Many people had thoughts after the blizzard of 22 on things that could have been done better. And frankly, uh, the elected officials listened and did many of those things during part one of this storm. Frankly, I don't know what they were thinking during part two of the storm because uh, the storm was basically the same kind of storm for which the governor had the press conference along with the others. Uh, which you heard on WBEN, and uh, the cleanup uh, efforts uh, got rave reviews. I mean, one of the things that uh, I would take away from this particular storm is uh, that common sense, for the most part, seems to have uh, prevailed. Again, for the most part, seems to have prevailed. Uh, And people understood that just because you can drive doesn't mean you have to drive. And uh, I think that is one of the takeaways. Uh, but I do fear, frankly, that there has been some regression uh, in the response to these kinds of storms. This certainly isn't the first lake effect band of snow that we've dealt with over an extended period of time. And it certainly won't be the last time we see extended periods of oscillating bands of lake effect snow. It's I mean, by now, we all know the drill. The. uh Uh, Snow is because of Lake Erie. These bands of lake effect snow. It's called lake effect, obviously, because it comes off of Lake Erie. And uh, the oscillation. That's another, somebody suggested the storm be called the neo-storm, as in uh, never-ending oscillation. And uh, looking out the window and beginning to believe never-ending may be the best part of that, or the worst part of it, depending on um, your situation. Obviously, for people who like to recreate outside in the wintertime, those of you with snowmobiles, those of you who like to ski and uh, snowboard, uh, couldn't really ask for better snow in which to do it. I'll say this much, and it's got to be something of relief for these ski areas to know that um, they should have a pretty good covering for a while. Let's go to Jim in Cheektowaga. Jim, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show.
11: Hey, Tom. How you doing? Um, I'm relatively uh, new to the area, but as I'm driving right now on Main, and, uh, Main Street in Williamsville, you know there's a ton of private tow trucks going to their, you know, uh, their contracts. And I wonder if there's any way of the state making a deal with all these guys. So they're on the roads right now that need to be plowed but they're on their way to plow private residences or whatever, businesses. I wonder if there's a way and they're here, they're using the road, why not plow it? If there's a way of doing like a you know, like a taxi where you put on the meter and whatever plow, roads you're plowing that need to be done for safety, you can get right. reimbursed from the state per mileage or something.
1: I, I understand what you're saying. First of all, like anything else, there's going to be liability issues associated with that. Secondly, uh, there are going to be union issues associated with that. Uh, thirdly, there will be jurisdictional issues associated with that because some roads are city, county, state, local. And uh, it, I think it would be very difficult to implement. And then the other issue is the reason you see all these private plow trucks on the road is they've got their individual contracts they have to honor. And a lot of these plow people have been going, you know, 14 hours a day. So in theory, it sounds like a great idea. But in practical application, for all of the aforementioned reasons, I don't know that that would work. I'll be happy to put you on hold and talk further with you after this next break I have to take on News Radio 930 WBE. I mean, that has come up before, and that's always been the answer. From the band. Because you know that's what we've all been talking about over the course of the past week. The band, with maybe a few hours respite, but uh, that's about it. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, there is an update on the City of Buffalo's uh, website, which uh, basically reinforces uh, what was said earlier during the news conference uh, that we uh, replayed for you on WBEN. Storm update. Attention, residents in South Buffalo, Kaisertown, Lovejoy and Old First Ward, a temporary but necessary mini-tow snow-clearing operation begins tonight in the neighbor's, uh, neighborhood's hardest hit. There's no charge, If uh, no charge to you, if the city removes your vehicle temporarily off of your street in a continued effort to clear snow. If your vehicle is not returned where you left it, call the Buffalo Police Department A District at 716-851-4415. Your vehicle will be placed on a list that will be regularly updated. We appreciate your cooperation and patience in this snow clearing operation. Uh, frankly, I think it's one of the best ideas I've ever heard uh, in the city of Buffalo in terms of uh, taking care of this situation. And uh, you know, it's just uh, I, it's Uh, I think it's genius. The only – I want to know how many people are going to be involved in this operation because I I just wonder – if if the goal is to get it done by tomorrow morning if they've got the resources uh in terms of equipment if they got the resources in terms of personnel to be able to tow all those cars out because uh well i don't know how many cars uh, we are discussing here but it's got to be a significant and substantial number and you've got all of these people with the mini toes and they've got to trudge through snow in order to get hooked up and uh we'll be talking about that uh, in just a bit here with Nate Martin who is the Department of Public Works commissioner here in the city of Buffalo on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh one of the things we've kind of been talking about is what we call this storm. I mean, we had the October surprise storm, we, we've had uh, snowember, we've had the blizzard of 77, the blizzard of 2022, <coughs> excuse me, and various years along the way. Um, and one of the uh, callers earlier suggested that uh, this one should be called the Neo Storm, and that's uh, an acronym for Never Ending Oscillation, because many of us have heard and used the word oscillation more in the past few days than we have in our entire lifetimes. But again, Lake Effect Snow is a peculiar phenomenon that uh, affects Buffalo significantly, and we don't really care that much about it, but off of Lake Ontario, it also hits the communities to the east of Lake Ontario, such as Watertown, with uh, with a ferocity that is even worse than what Lake Erie can offer uh, Buffalo and western New York. But again, it's not as densely populated an area, it's not like we're talking about a big city or a major metropolitan area, we're talking about Watertown. And I've been to Watertown. It's a beautiful place, but uh, I I don't know that uh, uh, I I I don't know its current population. But uh, it's not exactly Buffalo and the community of Western New York Uh, sitting here, and I, I I cannot believe that it is 5:42. And we're still looking at these intense bands of lake effect snow over parts of western New York before this thing finally peters out. And some of you, depending on where you live, you've been watching a steady uh, snowfall all day long. All day long. And uh, those of you who live... uh, in uh, Amherst or Williamsville, you might have shoveled out your driveway this morning, and you look at the top of your car right now, which is always my barometer, you look at the top of the car right now, and you've got a few more inches of snow, and you're probably using some uh, expletives that I can't use on the air to describe how you feel about that. Uh, Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, we're going to be talking with the Department of Public Works Commissioner um, Nate Martin on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to Dennis in Amherst. Dennis, you are on hello hey how are you excellent thank you
17: i just think the name should be the wild card whopper or the wild card wipeout
1: (laughs) oh the wild card whopper or wipeout um that's uh that's not bad that is not bad at all um obviously hey what do you think about this coming weekend's game do you think that they're going to be able to get the stadium uh, shoveled out in time and get everything uh, where it needs to be
17: Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to get more volunteers this weekend because the weather will be nicer or or better for
1: them to shovel. And uh, the Bills will uh, beat the Chiefs. Well, the one thing I don't want to see, you know, and I hope you'll forgive me, but I don't want to see snowballs thrown on the field because uh, there have been a couple of NFL players who've had serious eye injuries as a result of getting hit with a snowball. And uh, when Josh Allen ran into the end zone on that, uh, what, 52-yard run against the Steelers, I saw snowballs falling around him. And I'm thinking to myself, you're not doing Josh Allen any favors here. How would you like to be the Buffalo fan who hits Josh Allen in the eye with a snowball and takes him out for the remainder of the playoffs? And There, there needs to be something done about that, that, like immediately.
17: I agree, but, you know, you're going to have a lot of fans drinking, and and some people are idiots. And unfortunately <laughs> – those are the people that will
9: ruin it for the rest of us.
1: Well, not only are they going to ruin it, but they—they they could. I mean, think about it. It's just—it just takes one snowball with a direct hit in the eye, and you end up like the dude from the Minnesota Vikings with blurred vision. It took him out of the playoffs that year. Totally agree. So I don't know. I hope security uh, is very, very tough on snowball throwers and sets a very early precedent and throws anybody who throws snowballs out of that uh, out of the stadium. You got You got to set the. You got to set a precedent very, very early. You got to make it very clear, like they did at the Paul McCartney concert in Buffalo back in 2015. Uh, There's a guy smoking weed openly, very close to the stage, and he was uh, escorted out of the building post haste. At which point, my son said, "You know, he should have thought about edibles." And I kind of laughed and said, "Yep, I think you're kind of right on that. Should have thought about edibles." Uh, but uh, anyway, thank you kindly, sir. I appreciate the call. Thank wild you. card, wild card, wipeout. Wildcard Whopper. Um, not bad at all. You guys have very creative brains. I'll say that much. Um, it is uh, 545 at News Radio 930 WBEN, and we are about to be joined by the Commissioner of Public Works for the City of Buffalo, Nate Martin, on News Radio 930 WBEN, with uh, a one on one interview on some of uh, what is going to be happening tonight, starting at 8 o'clock in the City of Buffalo. And let us go right now to Nate Martin commissioner of public works city of buffalo uh nate thanks a lot for joining us i really appreciate your time i'm sure you're very very busy coordinate uh, coordinating everything well uh
17: thanks it's good to just spend a little time with you there is uh, a little bit of a busy time coordinating everything but i think it's important to just make sure we've got the message out to all your listeners that you know we're working um we're working hard we're doing some different things and we're being pretty aggressive to try to help everybody out who's really been greatly impacted
1: I have to tell you that uh, when I listened to that news conference you did earlier, um, I think that what you are doing is an absolute masterstroke of genius. Can you describe? Can you describe when this was first considered and everything that went into making this decision?
3: Yeah,
17: I mean certainly from top down, you know, from the mayor on down. You know, when we started thinking about how do we handle storms uh, in the future, you know, kind of going back to last year's, you know, looking ahead, how do we do things? Differently for our community, um, we, we we had a lot of thoughts on that. We put a lot of stuff up on the wall. Um, some had stuck, some didn't. But we really tried to be creative and innovative and thoughtful about what how can we use our resources best. So, um, you know this you know some of the ideas we have prepositioning came out of that. Um, getting equipment in on the ground, not waiting till the storm is is ended. Even with private contractors bringing them in, strongly engaging our partners in the county and the state was one of them. And then this, you know, this came out of a think tank with our, our leadership group in the DPW and in cooperation with Commissioner Grimaldi and Commissioner Wagner, you know, we're all really just part of that team where the mayor brought us together and said, you know, how can we help more? And so I don't think there's any one person who gets the, the idea, but all of us putting our heads together, you know, trying to make sure, you know, how do we get this snow out of there? How do we help our our friends and our, our community um, who just have been buried in snow, um, you know, for multiple, multiple days this week? And, sort of came down to this plan, um, a, a, a little bit of an operation, as we call it, to remove uh, the snow. Um, but, you know, we've got a good coordination plan with police and uh, parking and DPW. We've got a, a debrief in about 45 minutes with those teams to get our strategy in place for tonight. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll mobilize to the site a little bit, uh, 7, 730, uh, and then we're ready to go at 8 o'clock to, uh, to attack the streets.
1: You know, two things that came up uh, when I was on with David Bellavia earlier today on WBEN. Number one, we were wondering why, um, with that uh, site where you can see which streets have been plowed and when they were when they were last plowed, we were wondering why there were so many red areas that had not been touched in 24 hours. Is that because those areas were filled with cars? No, not filled with cars. So we, when we have um, all this private contracting equipment,
17: Any of equipment from the county or any equipment from the state, um, those vehicles, those those equipment, those trucks and and dump trucks and, and front end loaders do not have the GPS system. So any street that they're working on, that is not showing up. Even though we know because we have inspections, our team is out, I'm driving around, our deputy commissioners are driving around, we see all the activity. We're tracking it street by street. We're tracking it on maps. But... It doesn't translate to that system that the public sees just because the GPS units aren't on all that equipment. We're going to look at that in the future, but that's why we make sure that we've got our eyes on the ground tracking it. So um, we've got the list of you know what streets need a little bit more attention, a little bit more effort, um, where we've, we've done a little bit more on some, uh, and, and we're
1: catching up on others. So um, Well, something else that David said, and as you know, he's a, a recipient of the Medal of Honor, uh, he said this almost sounds like a military operation. Yeah, you know, we've
17: we actually looked at it that way. I, don't, I maybe won't say with the military angle in front of it, but an operation, right? So this isn't, um, hey, let's go in and see what we can do. This was a group of people in the room saying, okay, let's let's look at this plan. How do we make it most effective, most efficient, safest, um, to, to re- a reliable effort? So we know we're going to get work accomplished at the end. We know we're going to get streets cleared at the end of this operation, um, and that and so we put a methodical conversation in place to, to talk it through walk it through we've mapped it out literally mapped it out on maps um we'll debrief with the teams ahead of time we'll go to implement and and I'll be live on on the ground as we start this with a number of other folks who have put it together and if we see some of these be tweaked we'll tweak it on the spot as we move down the path so I think um yeah definitely a, a thoughtful operation is is certainly I think the case here
1: I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. Nate Martin is with us uh, on the Trocare College WBEN live line on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. One of the concerns I have is how many personnel are going to be involved in this, and are they all going to be City of Buffalo personnel? A a combination of uh, City of Buffalo personnel for sure.
17: and our private contractors as well so we've got a a, a a fleet or a group of private contractors we've used from the from the start of the weather when the weather event came on earlier in the week we had our privates engaged they stayed engaged all week even though we had that respite they were you know we kind of had them do it to take a 12-hour break just to restock themselves um, and then we came right back at it for the second part of the storm so that private contractor T- contracting group working with our DPW team in cooperation with the city's parking group, in cooperation with the city's department of uh, the police department, all of our departments working with them to really help the community. So we think it's a little bit of an innovative approach. Um, you know, the, the teamwork is certainly something we try to strive on all day, but putting the teamwork together, in a in a different way um, is where we think we're, we're in a good good
1: position for tonight um, and moving through the streets and really clearing some of that snow out Nate, Nate Martin has. Have the calculations been done as to how many cars roughly need to be moved, and the amount of time per car, and how long it is going to take? Because it's not just a question of pulling up to a car. You've got to have guys trudging through snow and hammering away in some cases at the snow around the cars before they can even mini-tow it out. Yeah. So that's that's a, a that's a great point, right? So it's not just simple drive off,
17: hook up, and go. So. We've got two separate crews. We're gonna have a crew starting in Kaisertown, We're gonna have a, a separate crew starting in South Buffalo on those streets that we've identified. Um, there is gonna be time and effort. So we've got multiple towing entities involved in each operation. We've got multiple police um, involved in the operation. We've got multiple contractor teams. We'll have eyes on both, both sets. So it is gonna take some time, uh, which is I think is, is important for us, why we need to block the streets and we've given the alert and we've given the awareness Already since that press conference today, there's been a lot of activity that we know of. We've been driving the streets since then, you know, ticking off and making sure we've got the right ones on the list of where we're going to start. We're going to start on Street A and then move to B and C. Um, and since we've been out there verifying it and, and, and you know, going through the, the roster of streets, there's been a lot of folks who've, who've heard what we're doing and are, and are helping us. And that's really great to see and hear that you know, they're part of the solution as well. So we're coming to the table, but they're coming to the table to say, let me help You know this team. I'll get my car out of the way, and one less that they have to worry about towing. So that's really been a great response from, from our community.
1: You know, in a situation like this, um, human fatigue enters into it, and your people with DPW have been doing yeoman's work. Uh, they've been putting in a lot of time, and yet tonight they're going to be working from 8 p.m. until whenever. Um, that has got to be a consideration for you.
17: It is. So we've got, you know, we, we shift out, you know, we've got personnel that swing in and swing out. Um, We we pull some long shifts. I'm not going to deny that, Uh, but we give ourselves a a respite when we can. It's certainly a needed piece for everybody, right? You've got to have mental clarity. You need some downtime. So we, we build that in, Um, in moments like this, you run above what you normally would do, right? It's a heightened awareness. The, The senses are up. There's, there's an intensity to it. So that can elevate the time you spend, but it does, it does, it does wear on you, so um, we all feel that. We, we're we here, you know, supporting each other. I'm certainly here as the commissioner supporting the team. Um, I'm, I'm on the streets, uh, you know, with them, um, here in the garage, out there, talking to our operators, talking to our drivers, so um, encouraging them to just keep doing the work. There is light at the end of this, you know, or maybe a day away from the snow stopping this week, and we will all be thankful when that final snow band dissipates and drops the last couple flakes on the city. Um, and then we'll do some bundling up and, and maybe take a breath at that point in time.
1: And one more question, and that is, uh, what is the overtime cost going to be, and will there be the potential for federal or state assistance uh, to pay for it?
17: Yeah, we're, we're pulling those numbers, um, you know, from um, together still. I, you know, I, um, I know we are um, in the, the millions of dollars, the cost of that this week. I don't have the exact count. That's something that's tallying as we go. Um, you know, g- having that dedicated to our community to, to, to um, I'll say, rescue our community, to help protect our community is what we have to do. Um, so that is, you know, being tallied, it, it is a costly um, expense to, to do this kind of work, but it's a needed, needed work. In terms of reimbursement, um, you know, that's something that I I don't have the expertise in. I know our commissioner of finance, working with the mayor, working with the leadership team, will be talking to the state and the federal government if necessary about that. So I, I don't have a sense of the reimbursement, just on a personal level.
1: Well, Nate Martin, you've been so available and transparent with us. I honestly don't know when you uh, have slept, but I want to thank you for joining us. Um, kudos for a magnificent idea. This is like one of the best ideas I've ever heard in a snow situation, and I hope that the execution proves flawless, as they say, the best laid plans of mice and men, but I hope things uh, come out as planned and as expected and that everybody stays safe. Uh, and that's our number one wish as well. Safe, uh, safety
17: first and we'll execute a plan second and um, and we'll work it uh, we'll work it through for sure
1: Thank you, Nate Martin. Uh, tremendous guy. Department of Public's Work Commissioner of the City of Buffalo on News Radio 930 WBEN. Talking about Kaisertown, the Old First Ward, and South Buffalo, hard hit by that band of snow. It's uh, Bowerly that will wrap up a uh, marathon for me uh, on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tom Puckett is uh, coming up next with Buffalo's Evening News. Thank you for listening, loves, and I'll look for you tomorrow between 2 and 6, which will seem like a piece of cake